Welcome to episode 90 of Boys Go Wild. It's the holiday special. It's the holiday special. This is our first holiday special. And our maybe our last. Maybe our last. We've had a really bad time and we've fallen out aggressively. I've not enjoyed myself here one for one minute and particularly when I spent my time with you. Yes, I think there's been lots of people here. I don't like any of them. Not one you, of them. The one I spend most of my time with, I've realised. I like the least. Yeah. It's um, astonishing to not get on so poorly with 12 different individuals. Exactly. But even more astonishing, my contempt and <laughs> hatred for you as an individual. <laughs> yeah. That's what's so special about our friend group. It's extraordinary how we're all still friends. Because none of us seem to like each other. <laughs> not one of us. Uh, no, we are obviously joking. We are in the Cotswolds. Of can you, you've, you've, we, sorry, we did an attempt at opening this and you, can you say the word Cotswold? Cotswold. Just try it, say it in a sentence. It's like Cotswold, but it's a wald. It's like an ancient. A but Saxon can you say it properly? Cotswold. Okay. Yeah, the Cotswolds. Okay. okay, now say it in a sentence. Uh, me and my friends are going to go get some semi-skim milk from the Cotswolds. That's an awfully that's an awfully long way to go for some milk. To the Cotswolds. Very good. Um, which I don't. I've never done a holiday like this, and I, I don't know why we should be doing it more. This is the the way to. Well, you day. usually don't get the cool up. I probably you got have you done done this a lot? Well. Well, do you want to run down what the fuck's actually happening? We're in the Cotswolds. Um, we have rented a Airbnb. Of which some rich, I some country rich posh people. They have to, I, there is no chance that they're not somehow distantly related to a gentry or a monarch of somewhere around the world. I think maybe Zimbabwe might be. Yeah. Um, so we're in this gorgeous country estate with fantastic views. By the way, if yeah, the audio isn't going to be Amazing. It's not bad. It's not bad. We've done a good job of it. But definitely cl- click on the old YouTube link and have this a quick look at the watch. Have a quick look at the views because we've really we've really got quite the scene behind us. Yeah. Uh this is I, I don't think I've drunk I I hate a pet hate of mine is people unself awarely discussing how much alcohol they've take ingested, but I think it's worth noting. It's worth noting. Yeah. Because it's not it's not I know it's you don't want to just hear people say I drank so much. Last you don't want to come on and click on a podcast called Boys Gone Wild and, and then it's just two is. white dudes saying they drank a lot. But yeah. we, I've dr- I've never drunken more in my life than the last. This two. is like my fifth. I this reckon. is this is top five for Andrew. yeah. But I'm a chronic this alcoholic. Been, yes, well, this has been consistent. What's been extraordinary about this group of people, all twelve of us, is how everyone's an absolute booze hound. Everyone's everyone's extraordinary a wreckhead, I believe. When you well. when you make friends cuz these are all our school friends. This is the the crew that uh Andrew got punched in the face with. It's that sort of crew. When you are in London there's so many people on diets not cutting out drinking, but everyone here is It's a lot of juice cleansers in London. Yeah. I haven't seen one person these on a juice cleanse. Fucking, they eat well, they drink well, they shit poorly and that's and they piss blood. They piss blood. We've had we've had an individual <laughs> coughing up blood this morning. It's true. We're only on day 3. Um, but yeah, to fill you in how we've been, uh, but do you, have you noticed that we never miss a week? I'm sorry to bring this up. I know I'm going to keep bringing this up, but it's amazing. This how is just taking the piss. This is just taking the piss. We're on holiday. It's very much a bus was holiday, but it also shows how much of a gnashing narcissist we are when all <laughs> of our friends are off visiting a, a garden or having some day out, and then we've stayed inside just because we need to get that little hit. No one is here. Yeah, no, no there is not a single soul <laughs> in this not massive a, house. This is actually, you know, we we're very rarely all together, so this is actually quite an antisocial move. That oh, we decided, yeah, yeah, we we we're gonna film our podcast. We've only planned two different trips, and we've missed fifty percent of, <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're your content cowboy daddy boys. Exactly, and now we've worked out that we can move the podcast this easily. 
expect none of them to be filmed at the studio Absolutely. anymore. Absolutely. We have, we have realised that we, we're sitting on a gold mine. We're sitting on a gold mine. So, so right, let's think about best podcast places. Around a Ferris wheel? That's the best one. Yeah, you're done. That's, is that it? Yeah, that, okay, well, we're done. Well, that, that, was we'll the first, that was the first wheel. idea of brainstorming. Um, but we never miss a week. We never miss a week. Maybe the quality's not great, but we never, we miss, never a miss a week. We put it in lines of our, you know, our lives. Look we'll at us. Look at what's happening right now. Oh, you said earlier that you look like a six-year-old boy, and I look like your uncle. There's, there's <laughs> been, a, there's been a couple <laughs> occasions recently where I look like a, a cat, <laughs> if not Dennis the Menace, a character in Dennis the Menace. In the Beano. In the Beano. I definitely look quite Beano-esque, and yeah. you look like a smart uncle. I look like a smart uncle but who's, who's made really more money smarmy. than his brother. Yeah, a smarmy uncle who likes to give a lot of advice to the six-year-old boy. My dad's left me, so you're actually the one taking care of me. Yeah, but I, I'm giving you... <laughs> you do look like an absolute... <laughs> I look like a child. And yeah. To be fair, I wasn't... I, we were getting ready and I, I just got a bit distracted. And yeah, wasn't that really was a strange choice, actually. Really you odd very choice. rarely wear shorts. Really odd choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really odd choice. I've no idea. You were like, uh, you told me the white tea was too much. Let's look quite good for it. And you've come out literally. <laughs> you've I don't really know what happened out there. This is kind of part of when when you're on a, a booze cruise holiday. <laughs> yeah. Is you just things just occur yeah. around you, and you don't really you don't you don't take any stock in any. De- I have. I don't think I've made a single decision since I've arrived here. No. Things have just happened in front. It's of not me. all inclusive. But, but it, it might as well be. It might as well yeah, because the, the, the whole concept behind an all-inclusive holiday is you don't have to make any choices or decisions. When you have a booze hound house, a booze hound. you don't have to make any decisions because yeah. there's no consequences. There's th- That's the difference. Nothing seems to matter. <laughs> yes. And I'm not really sure how it's going to be going back to normal everyday life. Yeah. Um, so this has been incredible, but before we arrived here, me and Andrew both decided to get haircuts as you might want to before seeing lots I of friends. Well, these are friends who actually, compared to a lot of my comedian friends, these friends are, they're all good looking and they dress well. We're definitely the dancers ha- of the group. Yeah, we're definitely, yeah. And they all have great hair uh, and they all just, they take care of themselves they quite well. They take care of themselves. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a haircut. And uh, I went to an, the Iranian barbers who absolutely smacked, to gave me the best haircut of my life last time. I went there literally the night before we came and I don't know what happened. Yeah. The mistake I made, and this is advice to anyone, always just don't be ashamed about showing a picture. Because I once showed him a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio and it felt really embarrassing. Because now it's just like... That might be the lamest picture you could exactly. show. Exactly. It's so embarrassing. You've got to go better than Leo. No, no, because it's it, that's exactly... I, it, You've got to go know. for like an obscure League 2 Premier You don't League need League to. League 2 football. No. You got, that's just, it's a private oh, moment with you in your head. Like yeah, exactly. And then I felt like that. I felt insecure and I didn't yeah. do it. And he fucked my hair picture up. now it's not yeah the picture picture is, now so my hair's not too bad at the moment but basically he's done it so it's a nothing haircut it's not um it's not like uh, curtains it's not even like short it's like nothing and then he gave me a mullet at the back i freaked out never been more stressed in my life i had to force bb who's never cut anyone's hair properly and i never let people touch my hair. like people were like oh let's cut each other hair or like cut your own hair I know that's a cardinal sin, mm. but it was so, I had so little to lose. I was like, BB, you're cutting my hair. Yeah. She absolutely smashed it. Considering she, did, she did very well. I'm, I'm actually very impressed. It's impressive. Cause it, you saw how awful it looked. We'll get another picture. Another we'll just picture. show it again. Just back. What ha- So let's mention that this might be a bit of a, we're doing our best here. There might be a bit of chop and change in here. Yeah. We just had maybe the best moment in podcast history. A chicken came, came and walked right up to us and had a little conversation. But the then the camera had cut out. I did, a, I did a whole bit about being the chicken. Yeah. Oh my god, the chicken's coming back. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Right, he's on his way back. This has got to be on record. Come on, little baby. 
Anyway, well, this is the chicken. This um, is the chicken who we've spoken to before. We've had him on the pod, but uh, it wasn't recorded in the video. So, if, and it, and it really doesn't work as an audio experience when you have a chicken on the pod. It's very much yeah. a visual thing. Yeah. Um, so the, there's there's four chickens here, and I don't think I've I've seen any more brazen chickens in my life. I've not seen many chickens, granted. Yeah. I knew that's what you were going to say. However, this lad seems to be inquisitive yet friendly. Yeah. To the point where. It's kind of rude. Yeah, it's. I, I. At first, I liked the brash, cocky thing, but now it feels like it's the level of disrespect is almost too high. It's. It's borderline I, I wish, contempt. I wish that he had more fear towards us, and also if he cleaned his bum hole. Um, the, the so to- I, 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 we were talking about my shitty that. sled. Schled. Yeah. I had an awful haircut, thick at the back. Luckily, BB cut it. Did a great job. Andrew's got Schled where he looks like a medieval king, and we had a recent photo. Well, so did we hear the horse thing? So I have, I went, um, I, there, there's two horses down there. I believe they're part of the family or they're, then we are just approaching two random horses. However, on the first day I came down, gave them a hello because they look regal and um, they soothe me in these dark times. However, I was having a lovely time and then Max came over, our friend. He then, we then get a lovely picture mm. of the two of us with the horses. Um, you can see that now. I was in. Come, I came back in and shopped it around a bit. Showed everyone about, you know, my. There, there's there's rare moments of levity in Andrew's life where he's really quite sincere about a wholesome moment. These they they don't they don't come. They don't come far. often, and most of the time <laughs> they involved horses in some regard. Yeah. Like it's because when you're when you're that close and you're having a genuine experience with such yeah. a magnificent beast. Yeah. That's a rare occurrence. Yeah. So I was shopping this round. Everyone was, you know, feigning over it. They were loving it. Yeah. I then arrived at Phoebe, um, and she goes, oh, Max looks really great. Who's that woman he's with? I go, well, 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 well Phoebe, that's me, isn't it? That's me. And she... I like how you can fully admit that, that. You fully admit... You fully were like, I'm hurt, but what you've said is true. What you've said is... The, the problem is, <laughs> if we look at that photo again, we'll get it up here. Yeah. What... What... Her defences, and there's some fairness in this defence, is that it seems that my hair and the horse's hair have become melded into one. Um, so it, it does look like it's a it's a woman, potentially a woman or a man with long hair. But the the, the however the point. Yeah. However, Phoebe has said to me before um, that I do look a bit like a lesbian, and the problem is is that it's it's kind of true. That's a sad thing. Is that Andrew? I don't know how I haven't picked this up, but since he's told me that Phoebe said that. I can't really unsee it now. Andrew looks like a lesbian academic. He looks like a very high IQ lesbian academic. Uh, he looks like Judith Butler. He kind of looks like he's, yeah, he looks like he's stud- doing gender studies. Incredibly quick-witted, very high IQ. Has a lot of um, issues with masculinity and the patriarchy. Absolutely. But he's very smart and well-spoken about it. I, I see... M- I see my lesbianism I would get as very, such. Yeah. I see it as I've, I'm not quite comfortable with either genders. <laughs> it's a and spectrum, I don't feel as comfortable say, as, I, as I have been saying. <laughs> and I don't quite feel comfortable with the vagina I was born with. Yeah. But I wouldn't want a penis. Yeah. That's what I look like. I look like someone who's not comfortable with a vagina or a penis. <laughs> So it was always nice to see your home friends <laughs> yeah. to remind you because your home friends, they've known you and they know you better than a lot of people know you. Yeah. Um, just because they've, most of, I've been with people here when I was like six years old. So they've seen all, they've seen everything. You can't hide from it. Yeah. But unfortunately, instead of 
instead of them really diving into like, oh, this is how he's changed. We're talking about my emotions, maybe my personality. Most of it revolves around me looking like a lesbian. It's true. Because we both had bad haircuts. I can't, it's maybe harder to see. But there, it's a bit. So I've been, I, what, one of the biggest troubles of moving to London is that, you know, it's a scary place. And one of the be- one of the places that you can feel the most safe in is your local barbers. I've grown up with my local barber back in Hassocks. And now I've suddenly been chucked into this big city and I've got to find someone new. I finally found him, Ali. He's a great guy. He's a Muslim. And what my favorite thing is about Muslims, I'm going to nail my colors to the mast here. My favorite thing about Muslims is whenever you see them, they always ask about your mother and your father. It's very sweet. Going into Edge, I said, how's your mum and your dad? You know, actually, thank you for asking because not many people have been <laughs> asking me that recently. If you get white bread British, they never ask that kind of shit. It's, how was your night last night? How was your night last night? How many night? girls did you sexually abuse? <laughs> And that's what they ask. That's what they. Well, they don't ask that directly, <laughs> but in so many words, they're asking that. They want to know how many women you've inappropriately touched. <laughs> and it's not nice. It's not nice. There is having how many situations do you have a forced conversation with someone that's standing behind your neck with scissors, and also, I mean, I'm not. I'm not suggesting they're going to kill us. They're not going to murder anyone. However, the hair is the important part of your look. So the act of appeasing a sexual molester in order to not look like a nonce. Yeah. I remember it, it, I, 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 this is a classic thing that people say is change your hair, change your life. That's like a good kind of like when someone has a good haircut. So we've changed it, our it, hair. It we fucked, it, we it, fucked our lives. I think this is why we are how we are right now. Yeah, because we've changed our hair and it's shit. And, and it's terrible. And now our life's taken a downward trajectory. It's taken a big plummet. Uh, but in other news, uh, I famously have... Um, I famously have had a huge lack of arse where Andrew's had quite a perky little bum. Let's be clear on that. So you famous that you've been you've you've been a flat iron board. Yeah, unbelievable. Your, your bum, your bum. You've had Rachel hasn't got much. I did no. I had, I had so I had such this. such little junk in the trunk. It was almost absurd. It was like a a sheer cliff edge. Um, but recently. I've started hitting my mid-twenties and my metabolism has slowed down and I'm finally putting some weight on. So you think all of that fat's going straight in the boot? I hope I can store it there like a, like a chipmunk stores nuts in his cheeks. Well, I mean, it's the perfect. That's why I want that. I, that's why I want the juice to go. But I'm getting I don't, I'm getting a bit of a belly as well. So I want to make sure it all stays in the bunda. But I'll give everyone a bunda check. Let's bunda check it. Bunda check. If, 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 you're not, if you're on the Spotify, come and quick, just quick check out the bunda. So just my point. The, the thing is, you're you're not very good at advertising the bunda because you don't have any hip movement. It just really stick it out. I can't. Give yeah. it a feel. So it's so much better than it used it to used be. It used to be, yeah. There's, there's a lot more heft to it's it. It's one of those. It's, it's one of those bundas where, in pre, in historically, Horatio's bunda, when whenever you touch it, it it's you, you're hitting bone a lot quicker than you want to be hitting yeah. bone. And now it feels like you can at least put it on one of those deli weights. You know, when you're weighing out meat? Yes. And it would actually register. It would register. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, We've been uh, uh, famously smug about our metabolisms as well. Yeah. But we also also knew it was going to happen. Yeah. That the smug, skinny boys with high metabolisms, it will disintegrate. And Until we, we both look like fat lesbians. We're going beca- <laughs> to be fat and bald. Let's be real now. This is the best we're going to look. Hey, I'm going to say something I haven't told anyone yet. What? Because it's actually terrified me. Go on. We all know from regular listeners of the podcast that my biggest fear is going bald. Yeah. Ali, my barber, asked me what shampoo I'm using. 
I don't know the name of my shampoo, which is never a good start to these conversations. No. He then says, um, you should start using argan oil because it's getting a bit thin at the front left. Oh. Now I trust Ali. <laughs> He, oh. asks, he asks about my mother and father on a regular basis. Well, of course he does, because he wants to try and like soften the blow. Maybe he's trying to ascertain my genetics to see how much of the. How's your mother and father? Because oh, Bill's got a great head of hair. Bill has a great head of hair. But your mum's dad is the baldest man he's ever. All lived. the Bowlses are bald to fuck. <laughs> They're the baldest. They are maybe the baldest <laughs> family I've ever seen in my life. And when you're growing up, there's. So- I'm not going to less. I'm not going bald, man. No, that's the that's the right attitude. I won't even let it happen. Look, I I, I am worried about going bald, and I was fine. I'd I'd made peace with it. Um, You're definitely going bald. I, I made peace with it. <laughs> I made peace with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. I don't think the thing is. I have no thinning of my hair. There's absolutely no thinning of my hair. Very thick. It doesn't thin out at all. I just have a ridiculous hairline. I don't think mine is either. I think Ali has done me dirty. He's trying to. I, think I mean, would we both be funnier if we were bald? Of course we would. Do you think we'd be funnier? Croatia, we'd be but I don't know. Do people like it for the boyishness of us being... Like, there's a difference because we think we'll be funnier if we're bald and fat. Yeah. But do you think anyone who actually likes our comedy, do you think it's slightly us bit... It's like a bit fun and cheeky because we've got hair and we're young? I still do you like think some of our jokes, like, if we were fat and ugly... I don't know. And look like shit. Do you think? I don't think mine would. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think a lot of a your lot, kind of quite aggressive humour. Yeah, a lot of my aggressive. Land. A lot of me being a sex addict and yeah. having, <laughs> having like even a modicum, <laughs> yeah. a modicum of sex appeal. Just a modicum. Just. A I just bit. don't think it has the same sort of charm. Like we've always thought, we've always said at least if we get bald and fat, we'll be funnier. Yeah. But I just think it'll make us more unlikable. And I we're not likability isn't our big selling point anyway. That's not why point. people are here. It's not our strong point. No, it's not. They're here for fuck. Fire takes. Well, imagine the year in which we both go bald and then people stop finding us funny. Oh, at the same time. I think I'd. I think I'd kill myself. I'd help you. Yeah. yeah. You'd you'd stay alive though. I'd stay alive. One of us has to. <laughs> One of us you. has to soldier on. <laughs> right, I'm gonna share a story. Go on. And what has astonished me is this story has not. I've. I remembered, so it happened on the first night we got here. It happened on mm. Saturday night. We're here with some quite... We've got a lot of uh, mavericks in this group. There's not much consistency in rationality. Yeah, so we've got some real... Max and Paul especially, who were there, who were there when Andrew got punched in the face. They are, they've, they, they are wonderful because they constantly surprise... It's those type of people who it's like there's kind of generic odd and there's people where you can't know what they're going to do next. Exactly, and this is the reason why... This story is mental, and it happened on the first night, and I kept I kept retelling it because I don't think we're appreciating enough what the fuck actually happened on that evening. But because Max is such a mm. loose cannon, it means it means that people expect the unexpected yeah. to use a cliche. However, we are in this very posh house that we've spoken about, and therefore there are a couple of swords hanging about. It's what happens. It's what happens when you're, when you're fucking with the gentry, you're going to get nipped. This is, this, we're all trash. However, Granny has been a lovely addition to the holiday. Um, she, she is the yeah, mother. Andrew brought his nan. Oh, I brought mine. <laughs> there was, there was some resistance at first. <laughs> she said, uh, is she, is she going to be able to maintain our drinking <laughs> lifestyle? It was weird because we all kind of agreed not to bring boyfriends or girlfriends because we're all old school friends. But, but, I, Andrew, but I could bring my nan, sure. <laughs> what, what, do you mean, what do you mean I can't bring my nan? Why can't I bring my nan? 
because I'm not allowed to bring my boyfriend. <laughs> well, you've been together for like two weeks. She gave birth to my mother. <laughs> Don't get it, man. Number of fantastic personalities on this holiday. Um, I think the champion of which is Max. Yeah. Um, Max is the man who I got into the park altercation with. Um, what he his main thing that he does is he will all be having a lovely time and he'll disappear for some hours on end to the extent that we were playing 40-40 he went off and hid and he never came back <laughs> and he was the decider there we had three each on each team were back and we were sat there waiting for max and there was as soon as everyone else got back it was there was everyone was ready to call it because there was just no expectation he was going to yeah. arrive this is the kind of guy he is however he we we arrive on the first day there's lots of different paraphernalia around the house, including a rake and a sword, both of which Max decided he was going to practice his fencing and javelin with. He was. We were in there watching the cricket, the cricket final of the 100, the big 100. And he was outside practicing his... Sorry, it's been a long week. He was practicing his javelin throwing outside in view of the window. I then see he then takes out his sword and he starts swashbuckling. There's a lot of... He's practicing his fencing techniques. Now, an important part of the story is Granny lives just there. So Granny's the person that's taking care of the house. She's the mother of the mother of the person who lives in this house. And there's a, a, a house just a stone's throw away over there. Now, Max gets lost with his sword at one point. He wanders off and finds himself at a house that he thinks he should be in. He walks into that house and draws his sword out because he still thinks he's with his friends and ready to do a joke. And so maybe me and Horatio walk in and go, ha ha, oh Max. However, Max was in Granny's house. Max was not in the house we were meant to be in. Max had walked in to an elderly lady woman's house with a sword drawn, a sword drawn and ready to go. Granny hears this kerfuffle, comes down, turn the lights on. Max is then greeted, Max greets Granny there with a sword. I want to stress this, a full length sword Granny goes, shock, I just presume, just looks shocked. Mm. Max then goes, I'm really sorry, I'm not meant to be here, and then sheaths his sword. And you're upset they didn't quite get the reaction you wanted. It is extraordinary. I think that is the funniest thing that's ever happened to anyone I know. <laughs> Do you think? He broke and entered into an elderly woman's house with a sword. He then apologises, the act of apologising and sheafing a sword. With an elderly woman. That Granny's reaction to it was astonishing because anything other than calling the police is an amazing reaction to that. Like, maybe she, she, she might have loosely recognised him, but for her, she's in there. She knows she's got some people staying in her daughter's Airbnb. However, you don't know us well enough to not be terrified when a stranger walks into your house with a sword. Yeah, it was extraordinary. It was like she's had it before. It's a full-length sword. It's true. It is very true. The problem is people aren't reacting enough to this story because they don't. It's a, the Max with Max is expecting the unexpected to such an extent that we can't react to a story where he's broken into an elderly woman's house with a with a weapon. Yeah, it do, it do has it does put something on Max's personality that there was so little reaction considering. How so much. little. Yeah. Everyone like did well to get like a moderate laugh out of it. The other person who is a fantastic personality is our friend Paul. Enjoy. When we all went to the pub, at the local Miserden pub, which there was very much hot fubs vibes, we were greeted by two older ladies who were kind of quite like gratingly posh to the point gratingly where... Gratingly posh and very insistent that the young men sit with them. Yeah. We all left, Paul stayed, obviously got with one of them, 
Yeah. Uh, got her number and was actually going to plan to meet her during the day. We were here for four days. He literally met one person who wasn't from this group and got with them pretty much. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It could have. The thing is, it could have been anyone in that pub. Yeah, could have been absolutely anyone. It's just because it wasn't one of the people. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, it doesn't stop him even if it's one of our <laughs> yeah. group. And that's why you love him. But what's interesting about this area, which is why it's such a kind of weird part of the world, actually, is. When we met these two people, they were both mega rich. Like, she was going through a divorce with a mega rich lord of somewhere who owns huge amounts of land. And when I said to her, what do you do? She says, I don't work. But with the level of kind of pride, which only comes with the upper, upper classes. Yeah. With the sort of media middle class, if you ask someone what they do, and if they're... You never will say, oh, I do nothing. You feel so embarrassed about any sort of wealth. or It's all about trying to present, you know, yeah. how much, how you've had to overcome shit. It's yeah, all yeah. about that. But when you reach a certain level where the judgments of the media, the judgments of other people are yeah. kind of irrelevant. Yeah, it's, 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 then it's like, I do It's a nothing. point of, it becomes a point of pride. I do nothing. I do absolutely nothing. And if you're thinking about that kind of secret upper class you don't really see who are sucking the life out of this country we're in the heartlands it's quite interesting being here we're yep. in gloucestershire in the middle of nowhere when you think rich people rich people don't actually live in london rich people live away from poor people oh that absolutely yeah so this is like a small community of mega rich people and they just live in this idyllic place away from everyone else away from and the this riffraff. is actually where the seat of power is this is where the real those yeah. kind of like old money land who own like nearly all the land in this country is owned by like t- i don't know 12 i think people. all of the land is here all of it i think it's all here yeah i've never seen this much land yeah there's a lot of land here there's a lot of land to go around um but yeah the habits of this class it is quite it is quite strange being allowed in. But I don't know why these people are airbnb to us. Well, that's what I was going to say. Part of it is it really gives the, the class divide quite stark expression because it takes we can, we can afford this house that there's 12 of us living in it and we can do it for five days, whereas their fa- this is their family home. Yeah. And like this is, I mean, it's, it's ginormous. Um, and what I mean, what I was going to talk about is the difference between the upper and the upper middle class. And something I've noticed you about carry on. something I've noticed a couple of times, finally, some peace and quiet. It's just me for the first time. Let's get the let's get Andrew Kerwin's thoughts on the matters. What I've noticed, the biggest difference between the upper and middle class is the upper classes the upper classes ceilings are really low. Every time I've been in any kind of this manner or something like that, their ceilings are so low. And the only thing I can put it down to is years and centuries of inbreeding. <laughs> and they're all really What do you think it's because they're stunted growth? They're stunted growth because you think that's it why is, the upper classes I the house is gorgeous but I could not live here. Okay, yeah, I so am fed up with hitting my head on things. Okay, well, that's the, the, the obvious reason is because how old the house is. But I but like I the idea I, that, I, that I, it was custom. You. Look, look, I hear you. But I the more <laughs> obvious reason is the centuries of inbreeding. The centuries of inbreeding means they're all squat little dwarf people. Correct. Who, yeah, who've had a huge genetic mutations due to the literal centuries of inbreeding. Centuries of inbreeding. <laughs> so they're just squat little fellas. The, there's waddling and, and around. Women. And, and women. women and but they, women. it's indistinguishable. Um, <laughs> they've all got beards. <laughs> they've all got beards and tits. And they're all four foot. Yeah, they're all four foot, clearly. When have you actually ever seen an upper class person? You don't. You never actually see short. them. You never actually see them. Yeah. Um, another uh, f- comment on what really is upper class, it seems, 
is no locks on toilet doors. Let's get into that. Because I notice I've seen it in a couple of houses, but in huge houses or with these kind of houses where all the fa- where the parents aren't divorced, there's like a big family vibe. They think they're above shame. They think it is. The, I it's one of my pet hates when I go to a friend's house. If it, normally it's if it's a fancy house, and they go, "Oh, we don't really do locks here." What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? That's you don't not do cute. Locks? I don't understand it, especially when there's toilets. This oh. is my worst bit. When yeah. there's toilets and the door's too far away so you can't reach it. You're bang on. And because they're so rich, the toilets are so fucking big, then most of the time you can never reach them. The feeling of stress when you're trying to eke a shit out and you know that at any moment they can press through the door and also often the doors open outwards. That is, you can- You've got no hope. Imagine that, you're taking a shit, you see someone go, all you could do is like that. That is um, that's yeah. That's just we don't really do. Why not? Locks are so we simple. We don't really do locks in our house. We're just, why? We're just would really, you not? Why would anyone not have a lock? We're on just that? really comfortable with walking into each other. If you live shitting. somewhere where you literally cannot afford any more thing, I could maybe understand that it's like literally. There's just even though that it's, is the most obnoxious thing a house can do. We're can such. What it does? Twelve bedrooms. What it does is it implies that we're such a close family that we can watch each other poo. <laughs> no clap family should be that close. That no ah, family should however, be that close. However, what family would be that close? Inbreds. Inbreds. <laughs> That's why we've cracked it. Cracked it. Short. Oh my god, it's all adding up. Low ceilings. For the inbred squat little dwarf people. Bearded women. Beard with big tits. With giant Bearded men. Yeah, beard women with big tits. Or no one under four foot. Above <laughs> four foot. And then it doesn't matter if you see your brother having a poo. Because you had sex of him last night. <laughs> These are the habits of the ultra rich. And that's why we're all fucking trash. Why you know, we're all trash. I get accused of being middle class a lot. To these people, I'm fucking scum. You are, you are toilet scum. I'm toilet. But they probably like that. <laughs> they probably like that. We're toilet people. We're toilet people. We're toilet people in the sense that we like a lock on our toilets. That's why we're toilet people. These people are worse than toilet people because they only put locks in their fucking door. Because what I've never, because although we, you can only ever visit a house where they don't lock the bathroom. What you, you you're never there for a sustained period of time, and you never actually get to see the family be how they're gonna be. Yeah. Because all I can imagine it, what, all I can imagine it is mum's stirring a chili in a big pot, brothers having a massive shit just down there, <laughs> the doors open, just saying, oh, do you mind if I piss in between your legs whilst I make this chili? He's going, yeah, sure, mum. Why would that be? Weird? We're we close <laughs> enough for that, aren't we? Yeah. Pull your panties down and piss in between my legs. Oh, you're going back to cooking the chilli now, are you, mum? <laughs> fucking get a grip. If get a grip. Get a fucking grip. I mean, the, the th- main thing, fine. If you're an incestuously a family who fuck each other all the time, fine. Whatever you do behind your closed doors, that's your right. As a citizen of this country, it is your right to fuck it's your brother. It's illegal, but yeah, it's your right. <laughs> it's your right as a person of this country with the great rights given here to fuck your brother and then sit and piss through your dad's legs while he takes fuck a shit. Fuck my brother or give me death. <laughs> <laughs> but Sorry. it's for guests that I hate because what you think is, oh, I don't mind walking on someone having a shit. Yes, but once you've done it, that's irretrievable for our relationship. If I'm, let's say these people are having a play. Have you not walked into anyone yet? I haven't done it. Have I, I walked into Rob on the first night. Taking a big shit. Yeah, and he was naked as well. <laughs> a naked shit is yeah. embarrassing as fuck. 
Again, it's not because like you gotta. We, we, you know, we haven't actually discussed it. I think this might be the first time we've yeah. been hearing about it. But no, it was very late at night, and I came up, and everyone else was in bed, so I presumed it was gone. But yeah, and I opened the door, and naked Rob pooing. <laughs> <laughs> Put a lock at the door. Why is there no lock? Put a lock at the door. But also, how do no you know? No shame. No shame. I mean, we had a we had a little funny interaction. And also, it. if there's no lock, I guess the etiquette is not. I don't want to say I'm in there. And the biggest thing about that... It's embarrassing. No, no, the biggest thing... I don't... But I knock all the time. I don't back other people to knock. Yeah. I don't think we're a group of knockers. Also, how am I meant to... Sorry to be graphic. How am I meant to shit out my ass when it's so tense that it won't open because I'm so nervous someone's going to come through? That says a lot more about you than it. <laughs> I'm literally stressed the fuck out because yeah. I don't want to have that moment with someone. And also, it's because you don't know who it's going to be. You don't know which friendship's going to be real. I think we need to circle back on something you just said. Okay. Um... You don't want to say I'm in here. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying it's not nice when someone knocks like... I'm pooing! <laughs> I'm having a poo! Who is it? I am using the toilet! I'll tell you what I'm going to do next time. If someone knocks when I'm having a shit, I'll go, come in. And <laughs> <laughs> That's no, the no. way to do okay, it. Okay, no, I, I, I've I found the best way to do this, actually. Someone knocks you to go, occupied! <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to style it out, I promise you. And it works every time, because you get a little laugh with the go. <laughs> occupied! That is good. It's the best way. Occupied! 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 That is excellent. Yeah, it's the only way to do it. And I, it, it saddens me that I've had to develop that tactic just of having been to a couple of houses where they don't know the door. I think <laughs> the best thing, that you're absolutely right in saying... Great, if you want, if you want, you have a God-given right to fuck your sister. However, <laughs> think about the guests that are coming over. Yeah. Can you imagine these are dinner party? The upper class are dinner party people. Yeah. How? Right. What do you think the number is? What do you think the amount? The number is of people when they've got people over that they've other people have walked into someone having a poo <laughs> in that house. Because I think it's I'm gonna I think it's above a hundred. Andrew. Uh, is limping because he's hurt his leg early in the holiday from <laughs> both of the legs. Both legs have been actually quite, it's quite, you're in quite a bit of pain. If anyone knows whether it's possible to tear both of your quadriceps via Jewish dancing, please get in contact. Which I, I'm not sure it is Jewish it's dancing. It's Jewish. Okay, maybe. Da, 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 da. Um, so on the first night, uh, maybe it was because. Maybe it's because we were intoxicated, but I th thought it was one of the funniest things ever. Which is sort of a character, which is often the way that most of the things, a character I suggest and Andrew acts out with a lot of confidence. And that's normally how it goes. I never have the confidence to, 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 to run with the character. I'm going to take umbrage for that for a second because this is my character. I had already workshopped that before I got to you. But uh, the the kind of the character which I think has a lot of legs is Literally. guy too cool for the party. Literally, yeah. A guy, a, a guy. The character is guy too cool for the party. Um, so he's got a whatever expression on his face, and all he does during the party is just dance. Can we have? And you're going to have to do it. The problem is, you know, I'd get up and do it. However. <laughs> I don't think I can. You're going to have to do it. I don't think I can even say You're going to have to I do it. I think one of the funniest parts about this is I've never been able to do it. Okay. And then I can explain why Andrew's in probably so much pain. So it's the character who's too cool for the party.
It needs to be the setup of whatever. <laughs> okay, Andrew is too hurt. And the thing is, he did it twice to me and I laughed so much. I had no idea why I was in so much pain. The reason why I was in so much pain is because he spent the rest of the evening going from person to person, redoing the bit to not much. The thing is, right, so what happened was I was already doing the Jewish dancing. Then we came over and you suggested the character of the nonchalant person. However, I had been doing the Jewish dancing yeah. well before our conversation and well after it. <laughs> A long time after it. And it's absolutely cunted my knees. Yeah, there's been a lot of injuries. It's fucked. As in, I, it's, it's an absolute travesty to walk up and down the stairs. Mm. I honestly, they're pretty fucked, man. I'm not sure I'm ever going to come back from it. Is it just from the Jewish dancing? Absolutely, it's from the Jewish dancing. We've come to the end of the holiday special. Uh, it's been an emotional journey, being on a holiday again, um, enjoying life for life. It's been weird, seeing as we've had a year and a half of self-care to manage your emotions, but self-care isn't always like feels like enjoying life. It's like trying to maintain a, a stable level of a modicum health. of sadness yeah <laughs> a modicum of sadness so to do something almost purely hedonistic hedonistic has been great because the whole of last summer we completely it's weird not having a summer where you've had none of those experiences especially yeah, when you're yeah, so yeah. young um so it's been good and it's just i'm glad i'm trying to be grateful and that's as much you'll get from me feeling blessed um fuck the rest what has, how's that saying go? I think you nailed it. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, so thanks for listening to the pod. Thanks for subscribing if you do. And I hope this edits together all right. I think it will edit together just great. Keep it swave. Keep it swanky. Keep it swave.